You're listening to The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project. The Hero of the Story helps you study and teach the story of redemption from all Scripture. Now join your hosts, Aaron Armstrong and Brian Dembozik. Hey, everyone. Welcome to The Hero of the Story podcast. I am Brian, and with me is Aaron. How are you doing, Aaron? I'm okay. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. Good. We always do this. It seems like every episode we always ask how we're doing, and it's always this awkward kind of, I'm doing okay. Well, you know, it's yeah. it's tough to get into some of the the intricacies of, yeah. we've of talked what's be- going on. Yeah, in, and we've talked before about in the heart how your desire to answer honestly. So that's true. That's true. And you know, I think that the passage of scripture that we're going to talk about today is is one that you know plays into my feelings a little bit. It, it does. Yeah, you it know? does. And we'll get to that in a minute. So I, I think we need to um, you know maybe if a listener has an idea of a different way we can kind of kick off introducing one another and getting mm-hmm. going. I, I'm open for suggestions if there is a a smarter way for us to do well, that. Well, you know, we could go a little bit um we could go a little bit liturgical and be, you know, <laughs> peace be with you and also with you. But that, that uh, can work. That could work, but uh, makes, we, makes we me may, feel a bit uppity, though. I, a little bit. We may offend some. Although, of the, I mean, our... there's nothing wrong if you're in a liturgical church. Nothing wrong with no, that. No, 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 no. I do not mean to suggest that you are uppity for that. no. Just in this podcast, it's just personal it just, preference. Yes, yeah, yeah. It, it feels kind of strange. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll have. I think high works. Though. High. High. Hi, I acknowledge you, Aaron. I acknowledge you as well. Brian. We have both been acknowledged. <laughs> All right, so, let's acknowledge our listeners then, and let's yeah. uh, let's kind of just segue. That's right. the the roughest well, transition ever. You know, but, but you know, it's okay. But um, because that's what we do on we do. podcasts, we are authentic and real and vulnerable. Because what that you see is. is that is the Christian yeah. faith. What you see is what you get, or in this case, what you hear is what you get. That's true. This is actually what a conversation with the two of us is like. So, so if we're ever, sorry. if you ever meet us and have spend some time with us at a conference or somewhere, uh, the, you, this is pretty much yeah. This is what yeah, you got. Yeah, we are much more intelligent in print than we are in. Uh, <laughs> well, I would not, for me, I don't even know if I go that far. Oh, that's humility right there. Well, but. Um, you know, before we get started, there's something there's something very exciting that I want to share with our listeners. Do tell. Today. Well, um, as some may know, um, the Gospel Project is getting ready to launch its next study plan, um, and this kicks off in the fall of 2018. The first Sunday of September, in fact, is the intended start date for the for the new yes. uh, material. We are super psyched about this because Brian, um, Brian, myself, and our whole team here at uh, at Lifeway, including guys like Daniel Davis, who's our con- one of our content editors for, for the adults. Gospel Project for Adults, Josh Hayes, also for the adult for the adult material, Andy McLean in students. Jeremy Carroll, Sam O'Neill, Karen Jones, Rachel Merrick, Alyssa Jones, um, and Brian, am I forgetting anybody? No, I think that's about it. Okay. Um, That's our whole team of content producers um, who are working diligently on this material. And um, I'm really, the reason that I'm calling this out, we usually don't talk too much about, about the curriculum 
at all on the on the podcast here. But the reason that I want to do that is is because I can't wait for you guys to see the fruit of their work on they, this. They have done an amazing job, all ages. It and- is incredible. Incredible stuff. And so, um, and I'm even more excited to see if you're using it in your churches, if you're considering using it in your churches, I'm psyched to see um, see how it helps you as you as you um, seek to center your church on the gospel yeah. because that's really what this why we've made this this material in the first place is to is is to help us all be focused on Christ and him crucified um, throughout all of scripture and to see that that saturate our experience as a community of faith um, and so what I'd encourage you to do is, um, because this is actually available for purchase now. Yeah, I just saw that yesterday. I yeah. think the uh, first item from kids, I think, is available right yeah, now. Yeah, um, so. the student material, the adult material, all of it is available. The, Everything cool. is available now, which is very exciting. Um, if you go to uh, gospelproject.com, you can learn more about that. Um, and if you want to take a look at four sessions of the material to see how it's put together and how it works itself out across um, all different age levels, you can do that at gospelproject.com slash preview. Yeah, and just to clarify, you know, Aaron, you mentioned that the cycle begins September, but really it's designed, you can start earlier than, I know a lot of churches, their their church year kind of starts in August. Yeah. Uh, a lot of kids go back to school in August in, in many different areas. So uh, if you're listening and say, man, we, we, we start in August, it would be good to start then. You can do that. Of yeah, course. absolutely. So it's available now. Absolutely. And so if, could, yeah. yeah, if you get it in your hands, you can basically start up the next week, yep. which is pretty cool, which is yep. pretty cool. Yeah, we're um, excited about that. Yeah, so... Um, that is the end of our our formal plug for for today. Um, thanks for your. This episode has been brought to you by the Gospel Project, as is every episode. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but that's not why we're what no. we're talking about today. Although we are actually going to devote an episode exclusively to that um, in in the next in the next couple episodes because we want to help you understand a little bit more about what we're doing and why. Sure. Um, that being said, that, we're talking about something a little yeah, bit heavier today. We are. We are talking about um, challenging passages. Uh, how do we handle some scripture that is is harder for us to get our arms around? Uh, some passages that, quite frankly, we will read and push back on and mm-hmm. not even like at times. I think we need to be honest and admit that, uh, that there are things in Scripture that, that we, frankly, we don't like. From our human perspective, from our lens, we probably would, would say, I, I wish this were not the case, or I wish this passage were different. Yeah. Um, there are certain things in there. We just have to acknowledge that. So, what do we do when we come to a hard passage? How do we how do we handle this? Where do we see the beauty of the gospel in it? And and it can be challenging at times. So, to get this conversation going, uh, we're going to use Psalm one thirty seven as an example of one of these challenging passages. So I'm going to read Psalm one thirty seven from the Christian Standard Bible, and it is uh, it's it's about what uh, nine eight or nine verses long. So yeah, it's not too long. So I'm just going to read it, and then we're going to unpack some. Yeah. So here's Psalm 137, and the title of this in the CSB is Lament of the Exile. So that kind of clues us in. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down and wept when we remembered Zion. 
There we hung up our lyres on the poplar trees, for our captors there asked us for songs and our tormentors for rejoicing. Sing us one of the songs of Zion. How can we sing the Lord's song on foreign soil? If I forget you, Jerusalem, may my right hand forget its skill, may my tongue stick to the roof of my mouth. If I do not remember you, if I do not exalt Jerusalem as my greatest joy. Remember, Lord, what the Edomites said that day at Jerusalem. Destroy it, destroy it, down to its foundations. Daughter Babylon, doomed to the destruction, happy is the one who pays you back what you have done to us. Happy is he who takes your little ones and dashes them against the rocks. Now, Aaron, that is a, um, that's a hard psalm to work through. Yep. Uh, that is not a song, psalm that you're going to print and put on a coffee mug. Well, I mean, it depends on if you're, you know, maybe you've got a really dark mentality. You may, and it would have to be a big mug because it's a pretty long It's pretty long as well, yeah. But I mean, the the entire psalm is challenging, but especially, in my opinion, when you get to the end of it, when it talks about dashing children on rocks. Yeah, verses seven through nine in particular are really, really heavy. And they're actually actually some that, um, they're probably the ones that most in this psalm cause us to bristle. Yes. Um, And so, because... The, the question that we have is, is, well, why are these here? Why do we see these verses in this inspired book? Yes. Um, this, this book that was, um, that was, has the Holy Spirit as its ultimate author um, writing through human authors. <laughs> How is it that this gets there? And that in part answers the question right in itself is the, is the, is the method of, of how the scriptures were written because the, the scriptures are inspired of God, inspired by God. God, Um, God breathed as, as uh, Paul wrote in, in uh, second Timothy, but they are also, they are also the product of human beings. It's using their experiences, their vocabularies, their emotions. And that's something that we need to- It was not divine dictation, which is one of the false views of inspiration. Exactly. God inspired every word, but he inspired scriptures in such a way that they brought their own personality to it. Exactly. Exactly. This is why each book has, although there's this astonishing consistency throughout every single book of the Bible, what you see is you see these unique pieces of people's temperaments. And this is why when you learn biblical Greek, for example, you use, like I I learned with the book of Revelation because Mm -hmm. it wasn't the content that mattered. It's John had a simpler Greek. You don't start with like Hebrews, which is a much more complex Greek. And that just kind of clues us in uh, to this, what we're talking about. And also, uh, of course, the important passage where Paul in Romans was wishing he were accursed if that meant the salvation of his people. And that is meaningless. Right. If God did not inspire that verse in a way that Paul was sincere in bringing that to exactly. bear. So just a couple of, of reasons why this, it seems like we're kind of parsing uh, some theology here, particularly, but it uh, matters a little bit. Absolutely, but it matters. Absolutely, absolutely. Because and, especially, what, and as you're saying, yeah. to get back to the psalm, we have to understand that for the psalm. Absolutely, and we need to understand with the psalms in general is yeah. because they communicate. They communicate so much to us, and what what God in general wants us to understand from the psalms is how His people relate to Him. Because these are songs and prayers and hymns 
all of which are ultimately directed at God and yeah. to God. Um, and they are, they are less God speaking to his people in this instance and more his people speaking to God. So they give us, um, they give us a vocabulary and a baseline understanding um, for how we are to approach. And what we, what we find there is actually really incredible because what we find is, is that there is nothing that we can say to God that's going to shock him. Yeah. Or, or that he says, no, 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 don't tell me that. Right. He doesn't do that. He doesn't say, Oh, you you can go this far and no farther. This yeah. this this really isn't appropriate for for how you how you speak to me. Yeah. Um, there is unrestricted access. He already knows uh, everything yeah. that's going on in our hearts, in our minds. Anyway, he's giving us the freedom to say those things. And, and just to be clear, I, I, I think we need to make this crystal yes. clear. There are times that we sinfully can say wrong things to God. Absolutely. That's, that's not what we have in mind oh, here. No, in the Psalms, no. we see sincere hearts behind what they're saying with the desire to know God and to worship God. But at the same time, I think what, what we'll just call it, it, it's emotions. We see this yeah. breath of emotions. Um, they're not sterile. What we see at times is, is overwhelming joy. And then we see sorrow. We see anger. We yep. see confusion. And that's what's permissible for us to bring to God. So, Absolutely. You know, there are times we're angry. Yeah. And, and God knows that. And it, we have permission to bring that anger to God and not hide it as if he doesn't know about it or he can't handle it. Right. But there is a line, just to be clear, there is a line that we can cross into sin. Yes. And, and that, that's, that's an yeah. important clarifier. Yeah. And so thanks for bringing that up, Ryan. That is... Um, yeah, if we are being controlled by our emotions, yeah. for example, that's a really easy way to, or if we, to cross you that know, as, line. As I've talked to people a lot, you know, there's nothing at all wrong. God delights when we come to him and say, God, I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm upset with you. I'm, I'm even angry with you because, because I'm going through this and I don't understand, but our heart posture is help me understand. Right. Well, that I, mean, is that's different. The, I that, mean, that's different from going to God and saying, God, you're wrong. What I, you've done is wrong. Yep. You repent, God. That's coming with an attitude of sin and pride. That, I think, is a, a way to kind of parse this. What, what is our intention? Is our intention to understand God more and come to right. him? Or is our intention sinfully for God to come to us? Right. Ultimately, ultimately, the difference between, um, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, if we use the first man and woman in the garden, for example, this one that you gave to me... Yeah. Exactly. So just <laughs> just, kind of just wanted to parse that to be, right. to be careful. Um, exactly, exactly. So we we like our qualifiers on this podcast. It's very important to us to be precise. Exactly. Um, so with so that takes us back to this question of what do we do with yeah, what do we do with Psalm one thirty one Psalm one thirty seven. So well, first we remember that um, because this is really important um, when we look at a verse like this. The question that comes to mind is, is it then acceptable as this, as this psalmist wrote um, about looking forward to the destruction of Babylon and of the Edomites and, and this and saying, happy is, is he who takes your little ones and dashes them against rocks. Um, basically, um, I'll be happy when what you've done to us is done to you. When you get when you get what's coming to you, that kind of thing. That is is, yeah. is that acceptable? 
do we is and that's not really what the psalm is saying and that's what we we need to understand the 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 psalm is not intended to be a license for vengeful thinking um or pursuit um because that is that is something that's forbidden to us in general instead ultimately what this what this psalm is doing is, is it's calling our attention to something greater he's saying because this psalm is is a prayer directed toward the Lord, mm-hmm. um, it is a it is not a cry for vengeance per se. It's a it's a it's a longing for justice, yeah. and psalms like this are helpful for us because they 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 allow us to um, acknowledge the brokenness in the world, the injustice that that plays out in every day um in 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 so many ways um right now in ways that are are painful to deal with you might you you may have experienced this recently in in your life you you maybe it's maybe it's farther back I've experienced this. Yeah. Brian, you've experienced yeah. this. And we also know um, it's coming up ahead too. Exactly. And if you haven't experienced it yet, it yeah. it very likely will. Mm-hmm. Um and so this is so what we need to understand is is that this is a this is a call to hope ultimately because we know that there is a day coming when God will um will um, judge. Yeah, he might make all wrongs right. Exactly, he will make all wrongs right. He will, um, you know, we we read that he will wipe every tear from every eye. That pain and suffering and sadness will be no more. And so, when we see these, when we see these cries, and we see them echoed, and even in the even in the writings of. Um, the apostles, like Paul, who wrote in First yeah. in Second Corinthians, that that uh, he and his he and his his um, co laborers were affect were afflicted in every way, but not crushed; perplexed, but not in despair; persecuted, but not abandoned; struck down, but not destroyed; always carrying the bod- the death of Jesus in their bodies, so that so that um, the life of Jesus may be may also be displayed. Um, and that is the thing. That's what helps us to to understand right now. It's that already not yet principle yeah. that is that's constantly critical. at work in the Christian life. Yeah, and I think that's critical, Aaron, because the mistake we can fall into is and and the psalmist here he's praying for an immediate justice. He he he's saying, "Hey, I, I want this. We are being oppressed by this people. God." Do something about it now. Yes. And sometimes we see that. We see that God will bring about a short-term justice, if you want to call it that, an immediate justice of a situation. And there's nothing at all wrong with us praying for that and longing for that. But there's also, as you're saying, this longer term, this ultimate justice. So even if we don't see what we consider justice today, we know it will be coming some point. And this is the gospel story. This is why it's so important we see this big gospel narrative throughout Scripture and not take texts or not take life in bite-sized nuggets. Because if we put all of our hope, think about that situation we're going through now. If we put all of our hope in God bringing justice that we can see today in that situation, we may be putting our hope in the wrong place because God's ultimate plan may not be for us to experience that. Mm -hmm. That He may be at work through this injustice even to bring about his glory and our good ultimately that we cannot see. 
And so if we put our hope in that, if we put our longing in that, because we're looking at too, sh- too much of a narrow view of what's going on, we can easily become embittered toward God. We can become doubtful. We can distrust him. We can pursue sinful resolution on our own. We can then say, we're going we're gonna to find justice. We're going to make justice. So it helps us. It's important for us to take that step back and say, all right, let's think about the, the, the grand story of scripture. Mm-hmm. That right now we are in the not yet, that we have not yet fully experienced God's ultimate kingdom, his ultimate salvation, but that is our hope. So whether I see justice for or not in this situation, I know that the day is coming when Christ returns and makes all those wrongs right, and God will be vindicated. He will bring about justice in this situation and every other situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's our hope. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so that's what we need to take away from a psalm like this, like all the other passages that we see um, that are really challenging for us, you know, what we see in the in the minor prophets as well, yep. especially this is um, is that there is this element of longing and good news that's there. So let's be real. Let's be honest and transparent with one another. Um, let's not paint the the stoic face and uh, the stiff upper lip. Yep. Uh, and so, you know, when, when we are gathering with, with our church families and somebody, is, as we kind of joked about at the beginning of this podcast episode, but when it yeah. says, hey, how are you doing? We need to be honest and say, I, I'm hurting. Yeah. I, I, I'm not well right now. You know, I'm, this is what's going on. Right. And be honest and transparent with one another. Absolutely. And there's no shame in that. No, no. But what that gives us an opportunity to do, and this is where, um, this is where ultimately things, things can get back to not just our awareness of, um, you know, the gospel implications in general. Um, but the, um, but for pra- for practical encouragement right now, yeah. Because yes, we we get to look forward to we get to look forward to that, but we also get to remind one another of what God has already done yep. in our lives as we speak to one another. So it's not enough to it's not it's we when we have the opportunity to be authentic um, or to be vulnerable. Um, it's not simply to be authentic or vulnerable. It's so that we can speak the gospel into exactly. one another's lives, um, which I'll be honest, feels weird when people do it. Yeah. But that's because it's so unnatural for exactly. us. Which, which reveals our need to do it more. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, and you know, I've had, I've had this actually at, at, at church recently. I was going, I was, I was having a, having a rough couple of weeks a little while ago and um, a friend of mine at at my church just quartered me, and he said, "How are you doing?" And he actually wanted to know, so I just kind of unloaded for a while, and and um, by a while I mean about like twenty twenty five minutes yeah. in a hallway, um, and so I was like, and so he just he was silent for a while and he wasn't trying to explain away anything. He wasn't trying to um, correct me in anything I was saying or anything like that. He listened. Um, He, and then he, and then he offered encouragement to me. 
and that was it. And it wasn't just, it's going to be okay. It yeah. was, um, it was reminding me of the gospel. And that's the, and that's the thing that we need to do yes. is, is when we, um, when we come up to a Psalm like this, especially if we're in a small group or we're, or we're preaching or whatever, that's what we need to do as we come back to a Psalm like this. We need to help people see the gospel hope in it for the future and for right now. Um, so yeah, so Brian, yeah. Um, hopefully that uh, really gives um, some context for finding beauty in Psalms like this, that sometimes maybe we have been tempted to kind of plow around them because they're uncomfortable and difficult, but hopefully we've seen when we do that, we miss out. I mean, there's there's good stuff in Psalms like this and hard passages like this that, that direct us naturally and properly to the gospel. Yeah. And uh, and that's a good good word. So hopefully that yeah. has been helpful. Yeah. Um, thanks everybody for listening. As always, uh, we would encourage you if you have any episode suggestions, any any topics or anything or any passages or, or ideas. Or just feedback in general. feedback in general. We'd love to hear from you since, you know, I'm just, uh, I, I'm, have a terrible memory. So Aaron, why don't you tell them how they can get a hold of sure. us? Sure. Um, well, there's a couple of ways that, uh, that you can do this. One is by emailing us at the gospel project at lifeway.com. See, why don't I remember that? I should remember that. You should, but you know, it's okay. Anyway, it's okay. Um, you're going to be all right, Brian. I'll be okay. I'm patting yeah. myself on the head right now. <laughs> don't do that. You just got a sunburn. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, email us at the gospel project at lifeway.com. Um, that's one way to do it. The, uh, another way is to message us on Twitter at twitter.com slash gospel underscore project. Um, or to, or send us a message on Facebook at facebook.com slash the gospel project. Um, so Brian, thanks for, uh, thanks for chatting today. Yeah, good conversation. Yeah. All right. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening to The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project, a family of resources revealing how all Scripture gives testimony to Jesus. Learn more at gospelproject.com.